Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. This season, a full heart doesn't mean a full house. We're still gathering, just virtually, and we're still connecting, safely. Traditions keep us close even when we can't be together. Think big, plan small. Let's save lives, Columbus. All right. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to the Caffeinated Artist Podcast. My name is Sabrina Cannon, and on this podcast, we talk about art, creativity, and just overall life as a 20-something college student, whatever you want to call yourself. And I'm actually really, really relieved to be sitting here with you guys this week. I'm sorry about the lack of an episode last week. Kyla and I were talking and we've just both really been having a crappy go of it because of, you know, school and everything. And then I tried to sit down and record a solo episode and that didn't work out really well for me. I I was so tired because I had just been running around with work and school all week that everything I talked about just sounded like complete gibberish. It would not have been enjoyable. I was low-key falling asleep a little bit while I was recording, so I decided to just hold out and wait and give you guys, I think, three episodes in the next couple days. I'm going to make up for last week's and this week's episode as well as release my Monday episode on Sunday so that I can release the most current episode on Friday because I really do enjoy talking to you guys and I want to make sure I'm staying on top of it. Also, big appreciation for all of you who are sticking with me through figuring out this audio journey because... For those of you who watched the first episode, the or not watched, listened to the first episode, sorry. Those of you who listened probably noticed that my audio was really, really crappy. And then in the last episode, it got a lot better. That's because I'm using my, um, my boyfriend's microphone. So finally, I'm working on getting my own mic. But it's been really nice to like actually have a mic and be recording. So... I'm, I'm very appreciative that he's letting me use this because I'm, you know, working on getting my own and we'll get there eventually, but it's not there now. So without further ado, I guess you should grab your tea, grab your coffee, grab your food, whatever you need and sit back and relax and we'll just get right into it. Okay, now that you've done that, hi again. So... I guess I should go through the highs and the lows of this week because that's what we do here. My high for the week was honestly over last weekend. I don't know if that counts for this week, but I'm going to count it anyway. Over last weekend, my best friend came into town to visit. He did not come back to school for this semester because with COVID and everything, it's just not feasible for a lot of people to be living in student housing. So I haven't seen him in a while. I haven't seen him since everything started to shut down in March. And he spent two days with me down here. And it was just, it was so needed to see him. He's like a, like he's the best friend I've ever had. He's a breath of fresh air. Honestly, he's so funny and he's so bubbly. And I was just really grateful to have him here because you don't realize how much you miss people until they're they're not there. 
and I'm very close with my friends, especially a lot of my guy friends. They're always fun. They always, you know, make an effort to get me off my ass and go do something even when I don't want to, and I don't have that this year. I'm just kind of waiting for everything to clear up so I can see them more often again, and now this past weekend was just like pre-pandemic for me. We obviously were being safe and doing everything that you can do and still be safe, you know, like we went to the mall with masks, of course, we like got some coffee, you know, everything that's open that was, that we were able to do, we did. So that was really fun. Um, My low, honestly, like I told you guys, I've been so exhausted. I honestly am barely able to stand up at this point. It's because here's the thing, I I know I've talked to you guys, I am a journalism student, I am an English student, and a film minor, so I am technically a film student, and I also carry a reporting job and a um, internship, and it's, it's a lot of work. I'm taking 21 credit hours. For those of you who are in college, you know that that is not easy. It is not fun. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's fun. My classes are not that bad. They're they're quite interesting. They're just really hard to do over Zoom. I know I was talking to um, one of the people I was interviewing this week was talking a lot about Zoom fatigue and it's real. I I just had a three-hour class. I'm actually recording this post three-hour lecture and you know, my brain is a little scrambled but I, I ate some food and hopefully I'll be good to go. So if you hear a little bit more blundering this episode, I apologize, I'm just very fatigued for my three hours on Zoom. But that was kind of my low, is I just, I feel very bogged down these last couple weeks, I guess, because I love everything I'm doing. I love my majors, I love my jobs, I love always being on the go, but it's also really hard to be on the go when you're not going anywhere, you know? Like, I feel like I'm I know I'm moving forward, but it feels like I'm staying in place, and I I know a lot of you out there are experiencing this right now. It's This whole pandemic has just been really hard on a lot of people, so I'm not by any means saying that I have had a worse go of it than anyone else, but, you know, it's, it's just really difficult to... I'm supposed to be going out and reporting and getting things done, and um, I can't even go and do in-person interviews which is kind of sad and I was actually supposed to on another note shoot a short film last semester before everything shut down and I had had my cast and my crew and I booked the location and maybe two weeks before we were due to go and start shooting the pandemic got worse and everything started shutting down the hotel that I was supposed to shoot at closed down so I was really excited to go and do that this semester, but I just don't know if at this point it would be wise to shoot like that. And yes, I know I can shoot at angles and things, but it's just not as intimate to me as the typical filming experience because obviously we have to be safe and people can't not be wearing masks, but also the masks would take away from the depth of the story because a lot of that is facial expressions as I'm sure a lot of you film nerds know so I'm a little bummed that I can't do any of that and I'm just fatigued and that's that's my low I'm just I feel very stagnant
But with that too, I feel like this is a good time to talk about finding time for yourself and finding time for your art because here's the thing. We are all busy. We all have work. We all have school. Like, I'm not saying I'm a unique case by any means. Like, this pandemic is still pushing us through work and school. But also, with that, even though you're at home, most likely, unless you're an essential worker, in which case, like, we we all we all appreciate you and we're also cognizant of everything you're doing. So if you're an essential worker listening to this, thank you. But for most of us, we are at home right now. And it may seem as if that because we're at home, we have a lot more time to do the things we want to do. And that is not always the case because take Zoom classes, for example, if you're in in college. It's very easy to be... Sorry, I should have put my computer on mute, but also I don't think it's going to pick up sound if... I um, mute it, so I can't do that, so you're probably going to hear my uh, news notifications going off. But um, it's very hard during a Zoom class to stay engaged already, so it's very easy to turn off your camera and go and do something else. Or it's very easy to go and start writing or editing or whatever it is that you want to do artistically and then not pay attention in class but then you basically just wasted three thousand dollars because obviously you're paying for that class and it's it's not easy and those of you in high school you you need to pay attention because good god if you're not paying attention in college you will fall behind so start paying attention from now because you otherwise it's very hard to get used to so it's just really really difficult to um you know, it's it's just difficult to be able to find that time, especially when you are in an eight-hour school day and then you have work and then you have other things you need to do. Especially, I don't know if any of you who are listening to, listening to this are in your late 20s or are older and have children, especially if you're at home and your children are at home and you're all working and doing school. I'm so sorry because you probably have no time for yourself. I know you love your kids, but I'm sure you want them out of your house. I know my parents, when I was when I was coming back to school... They were like, finally, get out. We love you, but go. Because my parents, they love having me home, but also they have two other kids. All of us doing school at the same time would not have been fun. So that being said, it's really important to be able to find time for yourself both during this pandemic and otherwise. Because a lot of people, I specifically actually do struggle with a lot of writer's block. And I know that people other than myself obviously do or creative block or whatever it is you call it for other fields of art like for film I don't know I would consider that more of a creative block unless you're writing a script so I don't know what you would call it in terms of um drawing and painting I'm not very skilled in that area but whatever kind of block you're experiencing it's always good to push through it anyway I say as somebody who (laughs) always says I'm gonna push through it and then never does um but honestly I find that what helps me is to not be in my apartment I actually optimized my space this year for um for writing I put like a bunch of quotes a bunch of wall art on my wall And I actually, you guys know I love Harry Potter, have a quote directly above my desk that says, words are the most inexhaustible source of magic, which is incredibly motivating because obviously I'm a writer. But 
the thing is is i find it incredibly hard to um to write things here and it's not because of my roommates or anything i love my roommates they're they're pretty quiet it's just that i come into my room i sit at my desk and my bed is directly behind me and in an environment where i typically relax and eat dinner and watch tv it's um it's not very helpful to write so what i do is i'm a coffee shop writer and i know that's a little cliche like in the books there's always like people who wrote their novels in coffee shops and i know jk rowling wrote harry potter in a coffee shop in london and I think it's probably because of that specifically that I've always been more of a coffee shop person, but it's also where I get my best studying done. It just, it just flies through. And I don't know if I've ever told you guys this. Maybe I told you guys this in the episode that I recorded and never put out because I was tired. I probably did. I don't even remember what was in it. But there was a point last year, this time last year in the fall, where I was taking an intro to screenwriting class and our final was to write a 25 to 30 page screenplay so the first act of a film and I had maybe a week and a half to two weeks before the due date and I said you know what that's what I want to focus most heavily on I don't want to pump out five pages of utter bullshit in two days like I would for any of my other finals like I actually care about this one so I'm gonna try and get it done as soon as possible So what I did is I kind of put off all my other homework, and I I know it probably wasn't a great idea, but I was in a good enough position academically to do so, and I put it off, and I went to my favorite Starbucks on campus. Well, eh, it's not on campus. It's maybe right across the street, but it's, it's very open, and it's very airy, and I love it in there, and so I went there every day for three days from the time they opened at maybe 10 a.m. ish. No, I don't know. Eh. Yeah, it was probably 10 a.m. ish to about 5 every single day and I would just write. Sometimes I would get two cups of coffee and um, I know that that's not financially um, smart, but I have our dining dollars which apply to those Starbucks, so I wasn't too worried about it. I just, you know, wasted a few, um, quite, quite a few dollars on coffee. I always do though, so... I don't know, it's not that different, but it took me three days to write 30 pages, so I would write maybe 10 pages a day, and that would be included in, like, the occasional getting distracted and checking my phone and doing I don't know what, but I would get so much done because it was just something that when I'm writing and I'm on a roll, I know that some people are probably experiencing this too, when I'm on a roll, I don't want to stop. I don't ever want to put it down and if I put it down I know it's not going to be the same as if I'm going to finish it right then and there. So that's also another trick I do is once you've started even if it feels like a pain in your ass to start just start. Just start with a sentence and then from that sentence will come another sentence and even if it's absolute and utter gibberish and bullshit it's going to come out of you and it's going to get you going. You should always write even when you don't feel the need to write. Or let's say you're sketching a storyboard for a project you're working on. Start with a line. That's that's all I have to say. Just start with a line and that line will most likely flow into something else. And it's the most difficult part of getting creative is starting. 
it may not be at all that you don't want to get creative. It may just be that it's one of those things where you're like, oh, I have to do this today. But the problem with that is that you're putting the emphasis of I have to do this today rather than I want to do this today. Because if I say to myself, you know what, I want to write today, I'm that much more likely to do that for myself rather than saying, oh, I have to write this essay and then it's like 10 p.m., it's due at 11.59 and I'm pumping words out my body and not even knowing what's going on the page. So just always push yourself, especially if it's something that you want to do. If it's a project that you know you want to be working on but you're saying you don't have time, that's bullshit. Yes, you do. Just honestly, everything else in your life, and I'm going to be like fried for saying this by somebody or other, um, everything else in your life, like your schoolwork and everything, obviously like get your schoolwork done, but the bottom line is, mom, dad, I'm so sorry, but the bottom line is nobody cares about your GPA once you've graduated and once you have a job. No one cares past a certain point. What people are going to care about is the art that you give them. What people are going to care about is the work ethic you put into the job that you love, that you're applying for. People are going to care about that stuff. And especially if you are looking to go into the creative world and you don't see yourself doing anything else, always be working on the things you love because those are the things that are going to get you somewhere. Let's, okay, you know the people that hate their jobs when they say, oh, I don't want to go to work today. It's because they're not doing something that they enjoy doing and thus their work ethic is that much lower. If you're always working on something you want to work on in some respect, you are going to love every day of your life. So honestly, just force yourself to, if you can't study in your room, go off to a coffee shop, go to the library, go sit outside. I live in Arizona, so it's 100 degrees, so my computer will freeze up. But if you live somewhere that's not 100 some degrees, go sit outside and do your writing, do your reading, do your painting, whatever it is, sit outside and see where that takes you. You would be surprised at how much inspiration you get from being somewhere that's not just your bedroom or your house. Like, I'm sitting in coffee shops and half the time, even if I don't know what the hell I want to write about, I look up and there's like a guy on their computer, like in a suit or something, and I'm like, huh, that guy looks interesting. You make up like a little story for them in your head, and then like, but, and like the baristas and stuff like that. So, it's not necessarily about getting words out it's about getting inspired and I find that leaving your typical environment really helps with that kind of thing and I mean okay another way to get yourself going and creative is to as silly as this may sound to some of you go online go on reddit go on tumblr Read some fan fiction, for Christ's sake. I mean, okay, I know you guys think I'm pushing that because I write fan fiction or I wrote fan fiction, but I'm not. Oftentimes, if you see what other people can come up with, you're like, hmm, that's a cool idea. Maybe I could, like, work something off of, like, some respect of this idea. There's something I learned in one of my film classes, and it's always that the greatest filmmakers borrow the ideas of other filmmakers. 
And my professor even said, he was like, that's not borrowing, that's stealing, because they just take those idea and put a, ideas and put a uh, spin of their own on it, which is true. And the same can be said for writing. Like, I think the biggest thing I used to be worried about when I was writing was I'm never going to be J.K. Rowling. I'm never going to be Suzanne Collins. I'm never going to be X, Y, Z. Like, because they've come up with some of the most groundbreaking material for young adults in years and there's just it's very hard to find a unique spin on that but the bottom line is if you look at books like that especially like with the Hunger Games yes Suzanne Collins was the first to do that but then followed Veronica Roth then followed a thousand other series that have dystopian universes so it's always the same concept it's just a matter of developing it and that's the thing is you don't have to be completely original you can take elements and styles from the people you admire you can take ideas and then make them your own as long as you're not copying things and plagiarizing word for word stroke for stroke frame for frame whatever you want to call it as long as you're not plagiarizing you're welcome to look at other people's work for inspiration so one of the best ways to get unblocked is to look at other people I mean, God, I was going somewhere with that and now I'm like, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's always helpful to look to other people for help and advice. And then another thing too is just, even if the idea has been done before, like I said, it can always be done in a different way. I just, it's always nice for me to go and sit outside and feel the air on my skin. And then somehow an idea comes, you know? It's not hard to get yourself going if you really, really want to. Eh, no, I shouldn't say it's not hard. I'm sorry, guys. My train of thought just went... I have like a list of out of like bullet points in front of me and it's for whatever reason what I wanted to say escaped me so I apologize but like that's the thing you could even talk to your friends ah that's what I was gonna say okay yeah you can even talk to your friends about the ideas you have not obviously not disclosing your ideas but talk to them see what they think have them tell you about their lives and be like, hmm, I could use that in a story or I could use that in a drawing or like, just be cognizant of everything and everyone around you if you want to get unblocked. Because the bottom line is the best types of creations come from the world around us. It's not always going to be Hogwarts and flashing lights and, you know, it's, it's not. It's not going to be... It's not going to be factions. It's not going to be the Hunger Games. It's not. So, it just, it matters what your voice says. Above all, your voice is the most important thing. Another thing to write to is um, to kind of have a journal with you always. If you're an artist, obviously you're going to be sketching things. Sketch during class. I'm sorry for any professors that listen to this podcast sketch during class because odds are you're you're gonna have time especially during zoom class like 
I've talked to so many professors and they say it's so hard to stay engaged. So if that's instead of just like surfing your computer, or like looking on Amazon, draw. At least you're being somewhat productive in some respect. Or just work on things that have to do with your class, but like creatively, like for film students. I've seen a lot of people be writing their scripts during screenwriting classes while they're listening. I do it and it's it's really great. Um, another thing too is if you have a lot of trouble with character development, again going back to that journal, write down a name you like, write down characteristics, like just random characteristics. Even if you want to write like blonde, brunette, ginger, whatever you want to write and you just want to write them all down, Write them all down, and then when you go back through it, go back through the list of traits and just think about it. Think of the kind of character that you want to create, and then maybe circle each trait that you think fits in with that character. And honestly, you'll have better character depth than you would if you just started to sit down and... or s sat down and started writing. I'm sorry. Um... Yeah, I think those are, that's the way I stay creative for the most part is just to, you know, be constantly jotting things down or observing the things around me. And I personally this semester do need to be better about making time for myself, but that's not, okay. I wanted to say that this whole thing was about finding time, but I think it was just about ways to get yourself to start because the bottom line is, is I can't really tell you how to find time. I could say time block. I know a lot of people in podcasts I listen to, like this podcast called Gals on the Go, that kind of teaches you how to time manage and like what it's like just to be, you know, always on the go. Haha. <laughs> um, the thing that they always used to mention was time blocking. And that's like, if you write something down and you say from 1 to 2 p.m. I'm going to do this. I don't do that and I don't think that's feasible for a lot of people to do because some things may take you longer and you may not know how long they'll take. So instead of time blocking, the bottom line is is when you want to do something, you're going to do it. You just have to find the motivation to do it and I think a lot of that lies with just getting started. So I think that everybody should try, especially if you're a writer, Try the lists thing. Try the journal. Try all of that if you don't do it already. Try to sit down and at least get one sentence. Try 10 minutes of writing time a day and see where that takes you. If you go beyond 10 minutes, awesome. If you can only do 10 minutes that day, fine. At least you did something. But I really hope that everybody decides to try that. Okay, I would really love at some point because I always end up stopping around 30 minutes to get some questions from you guys about what you want to hear me talk about because right now I'm just kind of recording ideas as they come to me and I would really love to have conversations with people about art so I don't know if I should make like an Instagram thread or a Google form if people want to come on the show and like talk to me about art and stuff like we can do that and I'll like and I'll find you and you know, we can have a chat and that would be really fun actually. So if anyone wants me to do that, reach out to me on socials and let me know. Um, I also would really like to have conversations with some of the people I know in my life who really want to come on. Like 
I told you guys last week, my friend Kyla was supposed to come on um, on Friday last week, and we were supposed to talk about film, but again, she's just not having a really good time, so she and I are probably going to do a collab episode within the next week or so. I don't want to promise that, but I know that she's completely willing to come on the podcast. It's just a matter of catching her at a good time, so... I'm most likely going to bring her on. At some point, I am going to bring on a few of my other friends who are in the arts so we can talk about that. So I know what those topics are going to look like. But, and I know the next episode that I put out is going to be a little bit more about time management. I know I touched on it briefly in this episode, but it's like kind of, no, it'll be a little bit more about time management, but... Like, also, how time management gets better in the certain spaces in which you write. Like, I talked a lot about coffee shop writing, or, like, writing in your room, or writing in a space that makes you feel comfortable. Next week, I think I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit more about how you can make certain spaces for yourself. Even if it is, like, a coffee shop, make it your place. Or, like, make your room the most optimal place for you to get creative. And I think I'm going to talk a lot more about how to kind of get settled in certain spaces to be creative. So I know about that, but in the future, four four topics, I would like really enjoy hearing about what you guys want to hear about. So if anyone's interested in that, I'm going to make a Google form or like a poll on my Instagram at um, the Caffeinated Artist Podcast. Sorry, I almost said gals on the go because I was listening to it earlier and I was like, no, I'm not gals on the go. But also listen to Gals on the Go, not sponsored, but I love Gals on the Go. Brooke Michio, Daniel Corlin, if you if you hear this, I love you. Um, ha, kidding. Not really. Um, but no, I definitely want to hear from you guys. So you can DM me on Twitter at the Sabrina Kino, K-E-N-O, or DM me on Instagram at Sabrina Canoon, S-A-B-R-I-N-A-K-E-N-O-U-N. And also DM the Caffeinated Artist Podcast on Instagram, and we will see what we can do. But for now, my loves, this is all I have for you. Remember to stay caffeinated, stay hydrated. I know those things kind of are the antithesis of each other, but you know what? Do both anyway. Remember to eat. Remember to be safe. I love you guys, and I will talk to you soon. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This year, love looks a little different. We're still gathering. We're just doing it virtually. And we're still connecting. We're just doing it safely. So whether it's lighting candles over FaceTime, family dinner through Zoom, or opening gifts virtually, traditions can keep us close, even when we can't be together. Stay safe. Stay connected. Think big and plan small this holiday season. Let's save lives, Columbus.